This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. What's up everyone? My name is Russell and what time is it? It is Hero Time in which I'll be bringing you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your hearing pleasure. Coming up this week, former Bioware writer has opinions on the Mass Effect or Dragon Age TV show. The MCU's Daily Bugle has a TikTok account. Tom Holland remains in the MCU as Spider-Man after all. And George R.R. Martin begged HBO to do 10 seasons of Game of Thrones. But first up in our top story, coming from the folks of IGN, David Geider, the former Bioware lead writer who worked on Dragon Age Origins and Inquisition, has explained a number of concerns that he holds about a potential Mass Effect or Dragon Age TV series. Reports emerged earlier this year saying Netflix was developing a Dragon Age series and after Amazon Studios was set to be nearing a deal to develop a Mass Effect TV series. Guider took to Twitter to address a number of worries he has with either franchise switching mediums. I'm relieved to see that the Mass Effect or Amazon deal is for the potential TV series and not a movie, said Gaider in the thread. Even so, the possibility, and likewise for Dragon Age, makes me cringe just a little, unlike many fans who appeared excited. Gaider's thread goes on to explain a number of factors that he has concerns over. Beginning with the main character itself, Gaider highlights the fact that both franchises allow the player to make custom changes and adaptations to the series' main protagonist. Mass Effect, Mass Effect and Dragon Age have a custom protagonist, said Gaider, meaning said TV show will need to pick whether said protagonist will be male or female. Boom, right off the bat, you just alienated a whole bunch of the built-in fan base who had their hopes up. The former lead writer continues to explain his thoughts surrounding a potential series led by suggesting that neither of the franchise's main characters are necessarily suited to TV audiences. Those protagonists are designed to be a bit of a blank slate, one that the player fills out with their decisions. That's not going to work for a passive medium, so suddenly the protagonist will have their own personality and their own story. That will be weird, he continues. While Gaida's threat begins by highlighting how a player choice could create a number of issues for any studio casting a lead protagonist, he draws upon similar points for other factors within the game. The former lead writer points out the large portions of the storylines within each franchise are carried out through the companions the main character chooses to meet. With this in mind, Gaida goes on to argue that future showrunners could inadvertently alienate large parts of their audience just in choosing which characters receive smaller and larger parts on screen. Think of those companions, Gaida writes in the thread, 
Think of how much the fan base is attached to them. Now consider the fact that there is no way in heck any single story could encompass them all equally. Think of the howls of rage when Companion X is relegated to a cameo or not there at all. Having a TV show instead of a movie allows for more companions options, sure, but consider your own playthrough. Only a handful of them had any meaningful presence in a single game. That will need to be the case for the story to maintain coherence. A few companions, one romance. Guider's comments definitely raise a number of reasonable questions that any potential showrunner would need to think long and hard about before taking either franchise forward. With Amazon nearing a potential deal for a Mass Effect TV series, it will certainly be interesting to see what the writers come up with if talks progress further. Both series will be continuing as games alongside their potential TV adaptations. Mass Effect 5 has been confirmed and is seemingly putting together a veteran team. Dragon Age 4 is also on the way, but just lost its creative director. Up next, reports from IGN confirmed that the MCU's version of the Daily Bugle has launched its own TikTok as marketing for December's release of Spider-Man No Way Home continues to increase. Going by the username at the Daily Bugle official, the MCU outlet has launched its own TikTok account that fans can follow today for breaking news on Spider-Man you can't get anywhere else. While those of you hoping that J. Jonah Jameson and his team of reporters might have snapped up some pictures of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, that certainly doesn't seem to be the case so far. The Bugle's first post features intern Betty Brandt announcing her new position at the newspaper, while another includes J. Jonah Jameson calling out Spider-Man as the spider menace. We all know he is in true Simmons style, in reference to the actor J.K. Simmons. As per the fictional outlet's most recent upload, fans can now download their own Daily Bugle reporter pack to share their own Spider-Man sightings, misguided opinions, vague rumors, and craziest conspiracy theories on the social media app. By downloading the pack, you'll be given access to your own TikTok Daily Bugle background, which you can use to join Brant in her promise to deliver fans the sort of fair, balanced, and hard-hitting news you've grown to expect from the Bugle. Brant, who's played by Angori Rice, has featured in both previous MCU Spider-Man films. While she spent the majority of Far From Home loved up with Peter Parker's best friend and guy in the chair, Ned, the character is more commonly known in the films as a member of Midtown High's student journalism team. During Marvel's comic book series, a similar role is carried out by the character, who becomes known for a role at the Daily Bugle and a relationship with Ned. The Daily Bugle itself doesn't appear in the MCU until the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, 
Spoiler alert, during a post-credits scene where Jameson makes a cameo appearance. The outlet is likely to make a far more significant contribution in Spider-Man No Way Home. Simmons has spoken out reprising his role as the outlet's angry editor-in-chief. He also made a brief cameo during No Way Home's most recent trailer. Spider-Man No Way Home will be released in theaters in two weeks' time. Up next, IGN reports that sticking with Spider-Man related news, after some speculation, Tom Holland will remain as the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Spider-Man. Producer Amy Pascal has explained that even with Spider-Man No Way Home still to come, Sony is getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. Holland caused a lot of talk among fans earlier this month when he said that he remained unsure about continuing as Peter Parker after the release of No Way Home. However, in an interview with Fandango, longtime Spider-Man producer Amy Pascal confirmed that Holland would continue in the role. This is not the last movie that we are going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie, she explained. We are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. It just isn't the part of we're thinking of this as three films. And now we're going to go on to the next three. This is not the last of our MCU movies. While not a specific confirmation that Holland is signed on for another trilogy, it speaks to Sony thinking in the long term for the character. With speculation rife that the MCU and Sony's own separate universe of Spider-Man characters are going to cross over, Pascal said, yes, Marvel and Sony are going to keep going together as partners. More enigmatically, when asked if Holland might appear in a non-MCU movie, she said, we all want to keep making movies together. How's that for an answer? However, Pascal also made clear that Sony's approach to superhero movies isn't solely centered on the multiverse being ushered in by the MCU or its own Spider-Verse movies. The parallel universes make for so many interesting stories, but I don't think that every single movie is going to end up taking place in the multiverse. I think it's really exciting and this movie certainly does. It's not a major surprise that Sony would want to continue working with Holland. His stint as Spider-Man has been wildly successful, with No Way Home set to be one of the year's biggest films, proven somewhat by the fact that demand for tickets saw multiple websites crash. With No Way Home's release around the corner, we know that multiple villains from older Spider-Man films will be making an appearance not to mention a new take on J. Jonah Jameson. But there may be some more secrets hiding, which will likely only be discovered on release day. One thing we do seem to know now is that Holland's Parker himself will be sticking around some more. The final report of the day, reports coming from, you guessed it, 
IGN states that more than two years after its original release, Game of Thrones' ending remains controversial with fans. In particular, many believe that Game of Thrones ended too soon, curtailing certain major arc and making the ending seem abrupt. Author George R. R. Martin agrees. As first reported by Insider, Tinderbot's HBO's Ruthless Pursuit of New Frontiers, a new book by journalist James, Andrews Mil- James Andrew Miller, details how Martin flew to New York to bake HBO to do 10 seasons. George would fly to New York to have lunch with former HBO CEO Richard Plepper to beg him to do 10 seasons of 10 episodes because there was enough material for it and to tell him it would be a more satisfying and more entertaining experience, Martin's agent Paul Haas says in the book. According to Haas, Martin also reportedly worried that HBO wasn't following his template in terms of plotting out the story. George loves Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Wise, but after season 5, he did start worry about the path they were going because George knows where the story goes. He started saying, you're not following my template. Game of Thrones' final season includes multiple shocking turns, particularly for Daenerys Targaryen. Many fans likewise expressed disappointment with how other major plots were resolved, including the ultimate winner of the Iron Throne and the battle with the Night King. After last week's undercooked, no pun intended, Daenerys twist, the finale could entirely stick the landing, struggling to resolve many of the show's lingering plot threats in a satisfying and coherent conclusion and ignoring others completely. And once again falling victim to the season's needlessly truncated episode order, reviewer Laura Prudham wrote for IGN back when the episode first aired. Fast forward to 2021 and HBO is still defending the finale. If there had been another episode or two, of course, that would have been helpful, HBO Chief Content Officer Casey Bloys said in Tinderbots. I would have taken two more seasons, but I do believe if you look at the totality of her arc over the series, as opposed to the final episode, her turn was more than earned and was planned. Martin is likewise sanguine about the ending. I wish it had run for 10 years, Martin said. I think that would have given us a little more time in the later season to end it. But that might be just because I'm still trying to end it in these books here. For now, Martin continues to work on Winds of Winter, which does not yet have a published date. And that's all the time for Hero Time this week. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of Hero Time. Join me again next week, where I keep you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news 
for your absolute hearing pleasure. And don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at PhoenixHeroTime for all the pop culture news I post. And if you want to catch up on this week's episode of Hero Time, listen to it again on Phoenix Radio Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Wooshka. Thanks again for listening. My name is Russell, and for all the programs you love, keep it right to phoenixradio.com.au. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll be back next week for one final episode. Farewell.